Welcome, Kip Nation, Kingdom Influencing Nation. Hey, I appreciate you guys, and I thank you for joining me today, uh, whatever day of the week this is from around the world. I just praise God for all of you listening from whatever part of the world that you might be in today. I greet you in the marvelous, matchless, powerful name of Jesus the Christ. Today, I want to get right to it again and begin to talk about the power of waiting, the power of waiting. God speaks to us when we wait. God gets things in order for us when we wait. God prepares us for what comes after the wait when we wait. God grows us through every period of waiting. So you'll hear the scripture say, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. You hear other scriptures, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. If you faint not in due season. So there is an understanding with the ministry of waiting that when we wait, that there is a due season coming. So every waiting period has an expiration date. Every waiting period has an expiration date. But while you are waiting, it does not give you a license to sit somewhere, fold your arms, fold your hands, and go into some sedentary state that allows you to do absolutely nothing when there is plenty of work that needs to be done. There are plenty of things that need to be accomplished in God's kingdom when we wait. So while you are waiting, it is suggested and it is best that you do the last thing that you heard God tell you to do. Follow directions. Finish what you started. Complete your task. Get back on the horse of mental and spiritual discipline and finish what you have started. Because he who have begun a good work in you shall complete that work until the day of Jesus Christ. God is doing something in you. The waiting period is similar to the period where wine ferments, you are fermenting, you are growing, you are getting better, you are becoming a warrior, you are maturing so that you will be ready to handle the manifestation of what comes after the period of waiting. This process that you and I are in is a process 
meant to develop us, not to destroy us. Now, the process may seem like you're being crushed, but you are not being crushed. You are being crushed for the purpose of getting the greatness that is in you out of you. Unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it will not produce fruit. So when we are in a waiting period, sometimes while you're waiting, God is crushing you like Gideon, crushing you as you are working to produce wheat in a wine press. What an ingenious idea because the Midianites, if you had to produce wine, wheat in a wheat press or wine in a wine press, they were going to find it. But they would not necessarily be looking for you to producing wheat in a wine press. Probably, and I'm just guessing here, that they're probably two different seasons. So when they came for the 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 wheat, they look for it in a particular season in a particular place. When they came for the wine, it'd be a particular season in a particular place. But you, uh, Gideon was so smart that he disguised what God was doing. But in the process, he was developing the wheat, sustaining his people, working diligently, not getting any accolades, not getting any pats on the back, not getting any notes of admiration or or celebration, but literally he was grinding in the mill because he had a greater call on his life than his own self-aggrandizement. The kingdom is not about us. The kingdom is about God. And since it is about God, we have to be as sheep Right for the slaughter, ready for the slaughter every day. As it is written, we die as sheep for we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. We die daily. We die daily. So this process of waiting kills the flesh. So that when we handle what it is that God has waiting for us. We handle it with holy hands that know that whatever's going to happen that's good in our life is to the glory of God and not to our own glory. All right. So let me read something very quickly to you from the book of Joshua. I'm just going to read nine verses and I'm going to share something with you. And you're going to have a wonderful day. You're going to have a blessed week. I hope this message is with you for the rest of your week. All right. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. The people, the inhabitants, the indigenous people of Jericho were in a military fortress. It was called Jericho. It was impregnable. It was... Uh, built with uh, victory in mind. There was no way to just get to this uh, fort because it was several walls thick. There are historical documents that say that you could ride several chariots side by side 
on the walls of Jericho. That's how thick it was. Uh, if, if you can, can imagine that. Several chariots. Not one chariot. But several chariots. Alright. Side by side. Along the walls. So you can imagine this ragtag group of Israelites. Who had been wandering in the wilderness. For some 40 years. Now getting ready to assault the number one military fortress of that time in biblical antiquity. This was the, the Presidio. This was Walls of Navarone. <laughs> I mean, this was like no way, Jose, that you are going to be able to conquer or get through or get over or get around or get into the city called Jericho. And because of the Israelites, the Bible says that nobody went out and nobody came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. So these were not chumps. These were mighty men of valor. All right. These were great military uh, soldiers inside the city of Jericho. But God gave the Israelites a word. Remember, I said with you last week. Everything starts with a word. You shall march around the city, all ye men of war. You shall go around the city once. This you shall do six days. For six days they go around the city once. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of rams, horns, before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass... When they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, and all the people shall shout with a great shout, then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. Then Joshua, the son of Nun, and notice now the Lord has given specific directions. Okay, this is how he wants it done. I want you to do exactly what I say. Remember, before you can possess the promise, you have to go through the process. I'm not going to read this again, but there are specific things that God will have you to do, which means you have to have your ear on the pulse of God's heart so that you can hear what it is that he wants you to do as he is leading you to the place of your victory but there can be no victory without process. There can be no process without pain. It's going to cost you something to inherit the things of God that God has placed in your life. So I'm going to pick up with verse six, read these last three verses. I'm going to share. And again, you're going to have a blessed week and a blessed month. Then Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, take up the Ark of the Covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, proceed and march around the city and let him who is armed advance, is armed advance before the ark of the Lord. So the armed guards would be in front of the ark. So it was when Joshua had spoken to the people that the seven priests bearing seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord advanced and blew the trumpets and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. Then the armed men went before the priests 
who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard came after while the priests continued blowing the trumpets. All right? That's a marvelous story. Uh, I'm not even going to tell you if you've never read it, you ought to read it because it is a story that delineates the awesome power of God over the power of man's intellectual capacity. There's no way that a man can create a fortress that God cannot penetrate. All right. Because whatever he dreamed of, God had to give him the insight in order for this dream of a fortress to come to pass. Those blueprints were conceived in the mind of God. So here's what I want to share with you. God revealed something to me while I was working today. We are in our season walking around our blessing. Jericho was a blessing. We can see it, but we cannot access it until the appointed time. Wait on the Lord. The children of Israel could see Jericho. They could smell Jericho. They could maybe possibly, but they had to stay in their, in their military ranks, so they weren't feeling Jericho. But they had a, a, a potential to be in the midst, the very uh, uh, space where the blessing was, but they couldn't touch it. They couldn't touch it until the appointed time. And they didn't even know how they were going to possess it. They knew they were going to blow the horn at, on that seventh day. That they march around uh, uh, seven times. They march around the city seven times. And then they would the blow the horn of the trumpets. But they did not know what the outcome was going to be. All right. So remember. The march doesn't make any sense to the enemy. You can imagine the, the children of Jericho, the people of Jericho sitting on the walls or looking on the walls and saying, what in the world are these crazy folk doing? All right. In some ways, there were probably some people who were soldiers uh, of the Israelite army who were like, what is God doing? This don't make no sense. This, this doesn't make any sense. And it was something I just thought about it. Maybe that was a reason why God had them to keep their mouths shut as they walked around the city until the day that they were supposed to shout simultaneously at the same time when they would all have to be on one accord. Because if they were talking amongst each other and there was negativity among their ranks, the spirit of that negativity would kill the move of God. The power of death and life is in the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Well, the fruit that the Israelites would have eaten would have been the spirit of dissension, would have been the spirit of being uh, angry with God, would have been dismay about what God is doing. See, the Bible says that his ways are not like our ways, but our ways, that his ways as far as the heavens are from the earth. So men tend to judge God based on our limited understanding and limited access when God's mind is limitless. That's why I always tell people, don't think outside of the box. Think as if there is no box. This march is as if there is no box thinking because they are marching and they are coming together as one unit they are disciplining themselves. Their feet may hurt. 
seven times around a city is nothing to shake their leg at i don't have the miles right now that wasn't my intent to go into that kind of depth but just understanding that whenever we are waiting on the lord there are times when you will be able to see and feel your your blessing the possession but you cannot lay hands on that blessing or that possession until God says so. We have to wait on the Lord. Wait for the appointed time. Wait for God to do what he's going to do. So while we're waiting sometimes, our flesh wants to wild out during this obscure waiting period and wants to do whatever it wants to do. You, you know, Our minds run wild sometimes. Why should we wait? Let's make it happen ourselves. Let's do what works instead of what is right. What works is not always what is right. What is right is what God says. What works is something that you have conjured up and manufactured in your own mind. So listen to this. Absolutely nothing is happening. The enemy is laughing in derision secretly while they're on the walls and sometimes secretly in our lives. There are people who are frenemies who say they are friends, but they're really not your friends, but they are laughing at you while you're in pursuit of the things of God secretly. And the meanwhile, in your inner man, you can hear the demons whisper in your ears and my ears about the insanity of the weight. But no matter what the enemy says, you, my brother, my sister, are to wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and allow God to strengthen your heart. He will strengthen your heart. And if you complete the process that goes along with the waiting period, you will be rewarded for your diligence in following the will and the command of God. God's glory will be released in your life by waiting patiently for God to do what he said he was going to do. He's not a man that he should lie. Neither is the son of man that he should repent. If God said it, it's going to come to pass. He's going to do it. So remember that as you pursue the things of the kingdom. Don't be afraid to wait on the Lord. You've been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun. Um, you can reach me on Instagram, on Facebook and LinkedIn, any of those venues, any of those platforms. I'm basically on every major platform, a TikTok, anything. You can reach me if you need to reach me. But what I want to say to you today is make sure you write the word of God on the tables of your heart that we might not sin against him, but that we might be obedient that we might learn to wait patiently for his word to manifest in our lives and see the salvation and the glory of our God. I love you. Remember, I tell you this always. Get this word. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Be intentional about doing that. Some of you are not being intentional about doing this. This is not about you. This is about what God wants to do in the earth. So send it out. Send it out in a text. Send it out in an email. But send it out and let people know that you are part of the kingdom influencing nation. And you are going to influence every person. 
that comes into your space. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Go and influence the nations.